Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. What is going on, everybody? It is May 11th, Wednesday. It is Wednesday, my dudes. I hope everyone is doing well and uh, having a good time out there. I am back from uh, the U.S. Open in Washington, Seattle, and uh, headed out this weekend to Motor City Mayhem in Detroit. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we talk a lot about this episode about uh, Tyranids, uh, what everybody's thoughts are, the, the total domination over the weekend for the Nids, and some other things. Uh, pretty good episode. Uh, Matt Neely comes on and talks about a tournament that he just won over at Hero Complex GT, and uh, it's, a, it's a good time for all. So, as always, I'm going to pimp out Monkey. So, if you are still looking for a major this fall, uh, Flying Monkey GT is going down. And tickets are still available. www.flyingmonkeycon.com I hope to see all you guys there. It should be a good time, a good event, as always. And uh, look at the room block. Look at the rooms. If if you're looking at uh, free breakfast, free dinner, and free drinks during happy hour, it is probably one of the best room deals out there as far as the GT package goes. So, you should definitely look at staying at the venue because you get all kinds of perks and uh it's a it's a great hotel um right there right there just walk down and play your games and then uh walk up and get your free food walk up get your free booze so something to consider i will stop the rambling and uh if you're listening at work you probably should not listen at work or get yourself a damn good set of headphones if you're listening at home probably should not listen around kids or just don't have kids and the problem solved. We are a weekly tabletop wargaming and tabletop 40k podcast. We talk about all the events we go to, talk about the Lord Marshall Conference, predominantly events in the Midwest, and uh, wherever we may roam. So here, here it goes, guys. Thanks for listening. Plus, you had an event this weekend, didn't you? Say what? You had an event this weekend, didn't you? I think I saw yeah, you on I the interwebs. That's the that's yeah. reason this bitch ass is here because he won an event, probably. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, it's a good, it's a good place to be back, huh? Yeah, that's what it is. What it is. Like, yeah, I won this event. I'll go ahead and pop in this week so I can. It's like I'm gracing with my presence. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. I need to turn the light on. Let me turn the light on real quick. You know, like you've been baiting. Go away, baiting. Go away, baiting. Like, I have a light on on the other side of the room, it just apparently doesn't reach. <laughs> Not good enough moonlighting? Is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. Exactly. Yeah, viewers. I'm, uh, I'm doing an accidental unboxing on stream, so. Uh oh. What are you unboxing? So. Boys. <laughs> fucking. Flashlight. <laughs> I'm a Ford had a whole bunch of used shit, and he showed me a box of used Space Marines. And he was like, make me an offer and I'll send them out. And I, I made even an offer and next I know he's sending me a fucking box of space breeds. So, well, uh, that project that we were just talking about, if there's anything you don't think that would help for that, let me know. Yeah, it's just, I probably, got, I probably got some space breeds for you if you want to do that. So, yeah. Oh, uh, part of the win this week and I picked up some more Hive Guard. You want them? No. <laughs> oh, they're terrible now? No. Well, they're not, not terrible, but I've got, I've got 12. Yeah, and then I've got a box, two two new in the box. I could probably do as a as hive as hive uh, or whatever the the hive guard, not the hive guard, whatever the tyrant guard is. There's tyrant guard. Yeah, 
Yeah, because I got I got that, and then I got a uh, combat patrol for Eldar, and I might build that and just collect it for slow grow, slow build things. Yeah, I got a lot of Eldar shit too. For me, so yeah, all right. Fuck there's Eldar. a big old bag of like random Space Marines. Looks pretty full. There's probably some good shit in there. Oh yeah, another big old bag. That's nuts. Random Space. <laughs> Kyle did me right, man. So <laughs> good. All right. I think now that mystery's out of the way, we can probably get into the podcast. We got about a dozen people on. So Flying at Monkeys Wargaming Podcast, where Wargaming was easy. It'd be your mom. Uh tonight, a little bit light on the crew, but one of the OGs decided to pop his head in because he actually went to a fucking tournament. Uh so you guys know. Matt Neely, what's happening, Matt? How's it going, everybody? Then uh, Scott, old reliable sasser, is out on walkabout. Still made it in tonight. Hey guys, how's it going? Of Thanks course, for having me again. I'm back from Seattle, or not Seattle? I guess Tacoma, but uh, the from the U.S. Open this last weekend had a pretty good event, so I was ready to be home. So, was there any highlights from the trip? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. We'll get through. Uh, we'll get through the dojo time and get through the uh, the other shenanigans and maybe talk about it a little bit. But uh, you know, the first thing I guess we did have on there is uh, Scott sent me this somewhere where the fuck did you go? There it is. Little reliable dojo and hobby. Dojo time. time. So dojo time. I've got. Uh, I got none. So I'm. Uh, I'm the loser on the dojo time this week. Uh, what about you, Scott? Uh, I played, I think, a, several games against Ryan and Jeff, and uh, Nids are still pretty, pretty tough to tough to beat, man. So I've just been cracking my head against that codex over and over and over, just trying to make Marines work. And unfortunately, I. I've I've done pretty well with the Salamander so far, and I, I think I've narrowed down a pretty good list. It's just figuring out exactly what I need to do against the Nids is my biggest issue. And and the Hail of Doom is still pretty tough as well. Although Hail of Doom is, is, is downright dirty. So I'm I'm honestly surprised to see more people not on that Hail of Doom. You know, especially after Nick pulled off uh pulled off Dallas with him, you know, thinking that that'd be the the bandwagon point. So, well, there's still a pretty, there's still a pretty fragile army, right? Like again, we've we've touched on this previously, but you know, T three bodies, three up, four up saves on most things. There is a learning curve. So. Yeah. Hobby yeah. time. I, I made a custom Vulcan, uh, Hassan or whatever how you how you say it. I made a custom one this week weekend, so that was Thank fun. Hey, there's old metal space wolves in here. Ooh, old uh, just regular. What's that, Neely? What'd you get done? I said, Bam just got a chubby. Uh, (laughs) I finished up painting some models for the uh, uh, Hero Complex GT I played in this week, and that's the only dojo time I got. I didn't uh, get any practice, it was all event games. So, what models did you finish up? Uh, well, not enough for what I was actually using. I was working on some breachers, and I ended up having to swap them out last minute for fire warriors because I didn't have them done. (laughs) Yeah, but got about 10 to 20 of them done 10 out of 20 done. So I just ran out of time. 
Well, Matt ended up winning that event. Did you see that? He did. So I don't know what we called it. Let that. us know what happened. Called a baby GT. <laughs> it wasn't a very baby GT, but it was pretty cool. Uh, no, Derek runs a good event. You know, it was it was it was smaller, but it was pretty competitive too. Because after five rounds or going into the fifth round, there was still two undefeated. There was one that had a draw, and then me being undefeated. So. I mean, it was it was a true top table after after the end of it, but uh, yeah, building up to that point, um, <laughs> I played three custodes lists. That was fun. Three variations uh, during the event. Yeah, during the event, <laughs> there were there were no nids. There were there was no Eldar that I remember. Uh, there was a bunch of power armor and a and a bunch of custodes, and then two tau. That was pretty much it, <laughs> and two orcs. Was that the first GT around there uh, since the book came out? I believe so. Or since the update, sorry? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. And I was I was wondering why nobody was talking in the chat because we had viewers and apparently I was on the wrong screen. So let me get caught up there for a second. Uh-oh. Bobby says, yo. Yo, Bobby, what's up? Charles says, yo. Charles, what's up? Tividar, Lucas, I'm probably going to fuck up the name, says, what's up? Cameron, awesome. What's up, Cameron? Hey, guys. Isaiah, sub guys. Derek said, "Bam and the blue beater." Oh man, it was hot today, and I'm fat. So that's this is what society <laughs> got. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Beaver asked, "Who's in the murder basement?" He's probably talking about <laughs> Matt's room. <laughs> Matt looks like he's filming yeah. Saw Six. Hey <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. man, <laughs> Jeremiah Pettit, something nerd. It's Jim Moore really- said, "Bam, let me see those space wolves models." Listen, Jim. I've had enough of your shit by a proxy this week. <laughs> Earlier this week, fucking Scott Sasser sends me some shitty looking space holes models. He says, Hey, Jim Orson, these look like yours. And I'm like, Fuck you guys, all of you. All of you. you don't so, talk to my cousin like that. Yeah. It's just, uh, and then uh, Jeremiah Pettit said, This just in, Tau Smoke Custodies, LMA. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. They do pretty well. Sure. They do pretty good. They pretty good. So uh, turn out all the fireworks. <laughs> so go through your while while you got the floor and we're talking about the GT. Go through your games. What did you end up playing against? Uh, so I ended up playing uh, three Custodes lists, an Orc player, and then in the final round it was uh, Deathwing. Uh, and it was a bunch so of good what, games. Uh, so I was here. I am sitting in fucking Tacoma at the big GW US Open, and uh, I'm trying to tune into the game back home, just kind of see who's on it and what's going on. And uh, there was some contentious shit going down on the stream. What was what was happening in that round five that that old boy was so wound up? So about? there was a dispute, a rules dispute, and it was based on around the relentless fuselage or fuel. Dan, is your TV on? I don't know how to pronounce. Yeah, somebody's got some. Maybe that was yep. you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so it's a stratagem for the Tau where how it reads is it says instead of doing the normal rapid fire rules, uh, any strike team model that is core or whatever can double the number of shots. Now I read that as okay, you don't do one at long. You know, if it's rapid fire one, it's one at long range, two at normal. That's normal. But I'm doing abnormal rapid fire, which means I double the shots I would normally make. So at half range, I double the shots again. So it would be four shots. So I was trying to shoot 40 shots. Derek came over, read it, said he kind of agreed. 
didn't really know for sure. The guy interrupted him four different times as he's reading the stratagem. Uh, and then kind of went back and forth. Derek ended up texting the TO chat. They ruled it. Uh, that it was 20 shots. I said, okay. Uh, and while that was happening, me and my opponent also agreed to roll off for it. So I rolled the dice and I, on a four, on a four, five, or six, it was supposed to go my way or his way. It was said, he said, well, I said the other way. And I said, okay, why don't you roll the dice and roll higher than my four then? And there you go. We'll just roll off that way. <laughs> and he rolled off and missed. Well, then Derek comes back and is like, all right, we're just going to do it 20. I said, that's fine. I'll, I'll shoot 20 dice. No big deal. Like, we've wasted enough of my time because the clock wasn't paused. Like, you know, because I was like, I'm just done with it. I don't care. It's not that big of a deal. That unit's going to die later anyway. I have 15 crisis suits shooting at it. Like, it's fine. Like, <laughs> uh, so he sounded, he sounded way too salty for the circumstances. It, so. we, we were both a little salty. You know, after that point, I made a comment to him because what he, uh, the next round, he tried to use his apothecary rule or something after he had already started shooting other things. And I said, no, you're not bringing another model back to shoot. I'm sorry. And he was like, okay, well, you're going to have to do every all of your actions. And I was like, that's fine. <laughs> the only mm -hmm. actions I have to declare really are marker lights, and I don't really care because I'm within nine inches of you anyway. So, <laughs> What club was he out of? Do what? What club was he out of? Uh, Team Spanky's? I have no idea. It, it happens like that. You know, sometimes we play those games and you make one, you know, rules call that you're, you know, you're right or, or whatever. And it, it's caused that tension with some people at and, some and times. And to be it, fair, it can't, it, I don't want I don't want it to make it sound like he was evil or anything. Cause by the end of the game, like we had worked out our issues and we're totally like, Hey man, like I'm not trying to be a dick. I just, it's been a long weekend. Yeah. You know, you've been on your feet for five games and, it just is what it is. And we, we talked it out. We were good. And then uh, we got to a certain point of the game where I looked at the board and I said, well, it's going into turn four and I'm exhausted. I don't even have to interact with him to win the game anymore because I've got three objectives and I've got all three of my to the last units left. He's got two of his and he's effectively got two units that can hold objectives. <laughs> he's not going to pace outpace me to win this game. And I said, you want to just talk it out because you can't win this game. <laughs> And he was like, well, let me think about it. And he ended up talking it out. So I ended up getting the win there. It was 93-83. It was a lot closer than it, it you know, probably should have been. But it is what it is. It was a good game. What's uh, up, Ward? But uh, there were several good games. I played Trenton on stream uh, round two as well. He's one of our local guys. He uh, wasn't too happy that I kicked his ass to the curb. But it is what it is. So he got used to easy mode with the old custodians. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that's, right. I mean, Dark Angel, going back to Dark Angels, though, I mean, that's that they score 80, 85 points almost every game. I mean, it's that's just yeah. what they do. That's, yeah. So, well, because they have that, that one secondary that you can't defiance, make, yeah. you can't stop them from getting 50, essentially. Like, it's a free secondary for them, you know? And they're usually getting 10 for to the last. I mean, yeah. almost always. At so. minimum. So they're, they're going to score their points, but you just got to do more. And, you know, that's why at the beginning of the game, I picked my secondary, so I didn't even have to interact with them. To the last I survive, engaged, I don't care. I just have to get in your four quarters and then uh, R&D. Like, I don't care. I don't I don't have to do mess with you. I can just play my own game and move away. <laughs> so how'd that work out against my space wolves? No comment. <laughs> Dan, did you get any hobby time in? Is there, I thought they had some train. 
uh, rough. Ben Spears said Scott Sasser just chilling in a hotel, waiting for the strippers to walk past the camera. <laughs> I don't think there's any. They're under the table. You're alone. They're under the table. Or they should be. Yeah. All right. Dan, you still on Total War uh, 40K uh, protest? You don't even care. No, nah, I mean, I'm just waiting for the game not to suck dick. <laughs> so. I think yeah, the game's it's... in a great spot right now, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, the nids are rough, but like. Tyranids, 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 Tyranids. Yeah. I mean, I had a good weekend without Tyranids. There wasn't a single one there, so it was all good. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty big, dominant weekend for Tyranids. Uh, you know, that's kind of why we're, where we're at. Uh, Scott, did you do Dojo Hobby Time? All the good stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I was busy reboxing all these Space Marines that Kyle McCord unloaded on me. So some of those I'm pretty happy with. Though. There was some old Metal Space Force stuff in there. So um, yeah, uh, as far as the Seattle Open or the U.S. Open in Washington, uh, John Lennon got a got a win. He had another Art of War uh, clearing of the of the U.S. Opens and a. Uh, John, John, it's pretty hard games. It was, uh, it was interesting to watch. And, uh, he earned it, but uh, I think looking at the field, there was it was either gonna, it was down to him or three or four other guys. Like you know, I think yeah. uh, McDougal was there. And there were a couple other players that that field wasn't a typical U.S. Open. But judging experience, the good, the bad, the ugly, do it again. I didn't really judge a whole lot of 40k. I judged 40k one day. And then uh, Judge 40K another day, and I wound up TO and Kill Team for the most part. So, and uh, Kill Team was interesting because Kill Team had like everything from the brand new guy who just bought the box set and built the orcs. And yeah. it was a second game of Kill Team to like the tryhard that was complaining at me the night before about the terrain. Like it was that, you know, you have that at a 40K tournament, right? You have that yeah. disparity in experience. But usually I feel like a 40K event, the experience level kind of gravitates towards the center. You know, guys yeah. at least can play enough games to be like three and two or three and three. And they're not like learning the basic fundamentals of the game at the event. And some of them yeah. kill team dudes, like, you know, they've been learning stuff in a vacuum. So like this little group over here learned this stuff this way. And this group over here has a good competitive group that travels to the events this way. So these three guys you know, but know a bunch of different stuff in interactions. And then you like <laughs> mesh the two and it's just like, you know, I felt sorry for some of <laughs> you guys. And, it was a lot uh, of do in 40 minutes, buddy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so it was, uh, I don't know. It was interesting, but the cool thing was, is like, you know, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of takeaways, a lot of philosophies on running tournaments you know, for being a game that, like, I'm not highly invested in, I think it's cool. You know, it's not my main game. But for these guys, it was their main game. You know, so that was one something I had to consider in doing that. that like, even though yeah. it's not my main game, for them, it's their main game. So what's their experience going to be like? You know, are they having fun? You know, are they enjoying the tournament? You know, I, I need to make sure that that was what they had going on. So it was a lot of, like, you know, I had one row of tables, and uh, I just about every 15 minutes I just walk the row, talk to everybody, see how the games are going, ask everybody if they're having fun, if they're having fun, see if there's anything I can do. And 
like it was funny. It was interesting to watch because even like those new players that didn't have many games were getting their teeth kicked in by guys that knew their way around the block. And they were like, I'm having a great time. I'm learning so much about the game. You know, and I was like, dude, that's dope. Like, I, I wish I could like <laughs> dial back my my competitiveness to like be in that mindset where to have fun. Yeah. We're like, this guy's <laughs> kicking the shit out of me, but he's doing it so cool, you know, and they were and like by the end of the tournament, it was neat to see like all these people that didn't know each other, like matching up and going to lunch, you know, hanging around yeah. the table and talking about the armies and some of the guy, one guy lost like every game but one, and the only game he won was a bye. But uh, he he talked about it like it was the best thing ever because he learned so much about how to play this weekend. And he's gonna go back to his group and show them, you know, how to play. This is still a baby game, you know. You yeah. think about this rule set for kill team is not that old, and so basically it was, you know, it was just pretty neat. So, uh, hey, Stephen Henderson asked how many tickets left for Monkey Matt. Have you looked? Yeah, no. Uh, I can pull it up there real quick. Well, I'll get on it. Ford gets to meet Sasser at Branson. Yeah. Hey, you meet Ward's dope, man. Ward's a lot of fun. Even when he's wearing the face when Dan's kicking the shit out of him on top table. (laughs) (laughs) Ward was my one loss at Branson when I went the last time. We had a fun game, though. It was a good time. Ugh. Someone said 23 Tyranids at Motor City Mayhem. Oh, boy. They're so good. I mean, they're so good. Yeah. Right? That's why, so, uh, hey, all I'm going to say is I, uh, I took, I'm taking two Wolf and Dreadnoughts, man. That's a, it's a magic sauce, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, <laughs> until they get shot down by the walker. <laughs> dude. Double them can't walk in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I'm taking, uh, I think, two units of five Wolfen, you know, the T-Hammers and the, and the Frostclaw dude, and then uh, two Wolfen Dreads, and then two units of Wolf Guard. And uh, I'm not plugging Storm Shields off, so fuck it. They get Storm Shields and Lightning Claws and Thunder Hammers. I figure it'll be good going into Flying Bugs, because so, I'm probably going to see some Flying Bugs. And then I, I got the, the Super Saiyan Chaplain jump pack captain and then i was thinking some eradicators and then the melt pod so i mean i i'm not gonna beat some art of war guy playing tyranids but i might be some dude in there you know with it so so let's go to i want to go back to seattle if you don't mind sure uh and then you know i you know um does the top cut make sense after four rounds does it does it do do we like seeing that after four rounds should there be a top cut like last three rounds at all? There should Danny don't think there should be a top cut at all. Um, uh, I, I don't necessarily know, but I don't like the, the the top cut after four rounds is kind of stupid. So like if you, you know, if you're uh, if you're in the, a good player in the first four games, you're if you're trying to if you're trying to do well, your your event's kind of fucked. So yeah, but I, I, you know, on the flip side, at least you go to a G event, you play eight games where G events you just play six. Yeah, but six is nice, and having Sunday off, you know, is pretty pretty nice to at least enjoy where you, wherever you are. Yeah, you know, but it, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know, but you know, you're, I don't know if that happens too much. So, no. I think, I think you know, most we're traveling to go play games and probably enjoy playing games. So, yeah, it's a tough. I mean, 
Is there any way to make it work for a top cut? Could you do like, I mean, could you do eight rounds and then top cut after six uh, to like the top four, maybe? Is yeah, that a possibility you could do that. Play? They're set up with the, with the, uh, what do you call it? The three, three, two days. You know, they just two days and then, but then it kind of make you know, and it kind of gets, it still gets weird on the third. It's kind of, it's the same, same issue as what FLG has is your top cut. And how do you make sure people want to continue to play a tournament? So I don't know, no perfect system, but the top yeah. cut is far. Yeah, I don't know. Both versions top have their major flaws. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I I like I've played in both. You know, and I like you know I played at LVO and I played in in the the opens and the formats and for me. You know, I don't think I walk into the open thinking I'm a walkway winner at all. You know, and it was nice to like, you know, I, I missed out. I barely missed out on the top cut in Austin. And uh, I missed out on top or not in Austin in, uh, in New Orleans. And then I missed out on the top cut in Austin by a lot. But Austin was stacked. I mean, like Dan was in Austin, you know, yeah. all the Art of War guys. Kelling was down there. And uh, I think I was three or four out of making top cut in Austin. And it was nice that like once that top cup hat cut happened that I, my thing was like, if I can win, you know, if I can win out, win the rest of my games, like I can be a champion in this bracket, you know? And so it was nice to like have that, even though I lost and I knew I wasn't winning the whole tournament, that like I had a shot at winning the championship for my bra, my pod, you know? And, yeah. and, and to me, that was just, it was nice to kind of have an opportunity to still win something, even though I'm not winning the overall thing the overall event. And I think events that size, you know, you're going to be surrounded by a bunch of losers and one dude. And like, <laughs> you know, to, to make more people feel like they're going to be a winner at the end of the weekend is not a horrible thing in my mind. So I, I'm not sure if the optimal is cutting it at four or cutting it at five. Um, I do think maybe it could go one more game or two more games for a top cut and probably be a little bit better because I have some scenes. I have seen some people that like, either pulled an Icarus and wound up in that top pod and had no business being up there. Yeah. You know, or they were, you know, sharks in a, in a minnow pod, you know, in one of the lower pods because, you know, they just something happened early and they ended up in that pod. So uh, I'm sure that's not to be avoided in some ways, but I see the merits of both. I mean, I just think it's, how do you want your participants to fill at the end of the weekend? You know, eight games is a lot of games to come away with nothing. So, you know, having yeah, the, the yeah. top cut in the pod system, you know, I think can be more rewarding to more people. So, like, I see the value in it. Whereas, like, LVO, where, like, it's the Super Bowl and you're trying to see who the champion of a, a league in the season is, you know, you're, you're less, I think, you're less invested in making sure that everybody has, like, that gratifying experience because you want to see who the champ is, you know, and you want that person yeah. to, okay. to have those points. So, that's, that's how I look at the two. Um, I'm sure other people look at it differently, but that's that's my hot take on it. All right, all right. Matt, you got anything? Or are you just happy to win your baby GT? <laughs> I'd be mean, happy I, shit. I'm I'm with you. Like I it's I see the merits of both ways for it. I think, you know, there's pros and cons to both ways. Like, yeah, you get more people happy, but at the same time, like it's not a true representation of where you'd end up at the end if it was just all one bracket. You know what I mean? Like, so the, the eighth guy at the top bracket could probably be worse than the entire second bracket if 
if he did you know if he was playing other games so just kind of depends but i do i do kind of lean towards uh, at least when we when we set up Flying Monkey, like we always look at it as we want to have everybody have a good time and everybody enjoy their things and everybody feel like they got something out of it. So like, there is merit to that that part of it. I I think that and something we didn't mention in the show notes, uh, random pairings I think do a lot too. Agreed. And Agreed. Since yeah. you know we we were around, Dan was one of the big early advocates of random pairings, and uh, you know I think the it's like the forty k profit dude. I know, man, but uh, <laughs> seeing kind of the results of that, we've got enough data now and we've got enough tournaments that went off that, you know, you don't see guys either knocking out. You don't see contenders getting knocked out early. You know, they, in some instances, and every now and then you get the weird matchup, but in general, like, I think people have a better shot of going further with a, a crap army that they scored too high with because of the random pairings. So I like all these things with the, I guess, an asterisk of having random pairings. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed random pairings. It's one of the biggest changes that I've, I mean, cause now, I mean, I just look at the app. When, when am I paired? Okay, cool. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go to table 22. Yeah. It's so nice. You know, Jenny like, Martin said, y'all go for wins. I'll stick to my DFL. That's what the easy moms <laughs> do, Jenny. So. <laughs> Stephen Henderson said random pairings are great. Ward asked a question. He said, what's the other way? Wind path or is that flawed too? Wind path flawed. What's that, Dan? Wind path is also flawed. So why do you think wind path flawed? The same reason, because it, it when it comes down to it, like it matters when you it takes too much account. It, there's multiple types of wind paths. Let me rephrase that. But the the one type it takes into account when you lose. So if you lose round one versus losing round, you know, it, it takes it takes the timing into account too much. So that's that's one issue with it. That that's that's a big problem with it. The other other kind of wind path people get talking uh, the one I was hearing about recently people were arguing for is like opponent game win percentage, but that also has its flaws because people can drop, you know, and then screw over your score. And there's ways to fix it, but like the only Honestly, the only the best system that you know, from my understanding, isn't that much. What you set it up would be like an ELO system. So yeah. But I would really like to see an ELO system. I mean, we have it in all the computer games we play, and all the you know, and we can have rating systems almost everything. You know, uh, so there's no way we can't do it now with this. I I, I think at least I mean, there's enough data out there, and there's enough people that want to put in at least some of the work and you can get a lot of it done through outsourcing to other people, I think. But yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's get into the meat, the meat and taters of tonight, the, the Tyranid dominance. So, uh, Tyranids, if you guys have not seen, we're not the first to talk about it. They have uh, basically been cleaning house and uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of tournaments have been Tyranids have been top finishers. Um, Dan, do you remember any of the numbers or you were looking at them earlier in the week? Uh, so like Tyranids without their mirrors were like 73% win rate. Then the other stat I saw that was fun at every bracket and they were in like almost every bracket at the U S open. They won every single bracket 
<laughs> That's awesome. So, so, so not only do so US Open right does the, the brackets and get people on level so they do that and it's every single one so oh that's so rough that's horrible yeah. so is that uh is that higher than custodies or is that lower than custodies when they're at their peak uh, i think that's that's about the same the same as everybody else except for harlequins yeah similar custodies were i think the thing the the biggest difference it's, I'd have to go back and look at it closer. It seems like so they're kind of at that level, but their competition is way low. Like the amount of armies putting up, like somebody, I, what did I read? There's like uh, over half the armies are below a forty percent win rate. So like the rest of the field was doing much much worse Com comparatively. Yeah. yeah, comparatively, I think at the same time as like. So, so these other power at the top, they were doing a little bit better. Ward said they counted for sixty percent of the top five finishes as well. Jeez, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sixty percent of top five is pretty nuts. So it's a yeah. lot, man. That's a lot. I don't. Maybe it's just me, man. But this book, you know, and I haven't gotten incredible whole lot of games with it, you know, or or against it for that matter. I'm I'm taking Space Wolves to Detroit, so. And part of the reason I think Space Wolves Detroit is I just haven't gotten the games in with the Tyranids. I need to get in and be playing them, I think, in a, a GT level and knowing them well enough. Plus, but you didn't want to be the 24th person at Motor 20, City playing. 24th person at Motor City playing Tyranids. But like a I, I don't know, man. Like, I I see it, and it seems like, you know, the way the builds are right now is, like, everything is centered around that Maliceptor, you know, and, and the, the Mortal Wound output. And, you know, I think against somebody that's maybe not that experienced, you can counter that or you can play against it or you can have a plan for it. But, you know, and then you're going to run into that guy that basically, you know, is a way better player than you piling and that's probably going to just put it in your butthole and no spit. So what um, I found, though, the, the, the Malice is just one piece. The, the, the issue is every other piece is great. All the other, there's no, you're not like, you're not, it, you're not paying taxes for troops or anything like that. Your troops are great. Uh, you're not you, like, you, none of the taxes that a Marine player has to play or pay or, you know, buying crude or breachers, things of that nature. They're not paying the same, like, like what they're, the value they're getting out of there is just so much more than what we're getting out of. What are Warriors at right now? 25 20, points. 20 points. Yeah. 25. 25. For something that's got like strength eight shooting, strength strength eight close combat, multiple wounds, you know, you can get it to an end yeah. and some kind of a trans and, so. and minus one damage, minus one to hit. <laughs> Pretty dirty. Uh, I mean, it's just like like you said, the the, the buffs just every like I've played against the Maliceptor and the and the nids a lot, and I've I've been successfully able to kill the Maliceptor almost every time I've gone after it, but that's not. I found that like I kill that and then I leave myself open to something else. Like everything in, the, in their army has use. And that's, what's been so rough about the, about playing against them. I've just had to try so many different things on top of that. They're just making spore mines that you have to deal with <laughs> that. You just, you either shoot them or they're going to do their mortal wounds reliably. Yeah. It's just, so, uh, I guess if, uh, if, We'll we'll do the the 
Dan's on the toilet writing the data sheet, like he's, he's talked about many times before. He, he says he can fix it in five minutes or less. Well, how would you fix this on the toilet, Dan? Here it is. Yeah. I'll do you one better. Yes. I will tell you how they will get fixed. Was most likely what we'll see Ooh, is because they took. Well, it's just, they, the they prophet took the, is speaking. That's a bold yeah. statement, Cotton. <laughs> I mean, they took the points. The the chapter approved shit finally. So there's up to points. You know, they're yeah, like partners at thirty points model is absolutely freaking insane. You know. Uh, it's thirty. It's thirty points for yes. pyrovores. You know, with an okay melee profile. You know, above above average. You know, two flamer profiles, five wound, like T five. Like, and yeah. the save on it is I don't know. It's like a four up, but you can like stack shit on to like a two up save. It's thirty points. So they're still infantry. But they're gonna, yeah, it's still infantry. They're gonna uh, most likely turn it until the next chapter approved. I bet aren't gonna get touched. And the chapter hopefully addresses their, you know, glaringly obvious point flaws. So, yeah, I don't. So you think if the points got corrected, it's it's fine. You, you're not looking at any strats you think need to be. Uh, you know, there's the 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 flyaway strat needs to get addressed. I mean, they've got good or whatever. Yeah, whatever that one is, leave the board. They've got some good strats, but. Outside of that one, you know, they just got a lot of good ones. So, but I think you could fix Tyranid just, just points because right now they're just way undercosted and they get, you know, it's kind of like thing. Whenever I build this, I calculate wounds and your average Tyranid list. Uh, and I, I have to go and I didn't look at one of the guys, you know, what, what Lynn's list had for number of wounds, but most of the Tyranid lists I was building had a significantly higher amount of wounds. Your, your average list is like 140 ish. Yeah, and the tyranny list I was building were easily hitting 180, and it didn't feel like you were Ooh. stretching to get that. So they just, they just have more stuff than everybody else. Plus, you're just getting free spore mines every turn from the biovores. I mean, if you're not, I mean, if you're a nids player, you're not using three biovores in the unit, using the fucking action to do that to create potentially nine fucking spores a turn. You should be. Yep, it's one of the best things I think. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's straight disgusting. Yeah. So that so the points thing. What do y'all think about the them going to digital points? And then do you think that could be like a? It obviously, will be a living document. But do you think they'll they'll like flash nerf things because they can easily do it now with points? They can easily be like, okay, the void weavers are way too strong. Let's bump them up forty points, and we can just. Send a code out and and change it in our in our in our scribe or whatever. Do you think that is a possibility in, in the future? No. <laughs> I think it could be easily done, but do I think they're going to do it? Absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to see it. <laughs> they're they're going to wait. They're going to wait until they they're you know the balance out of slates or their six months chapter approved. They're going to go out of their way. You know, I mean, I, if any army deserved. You know, and I, they kind of did Harlequins, uh, as far as you know, moving up the uh, balanced status slate timing, but still didn't. You know, they need to, they didn't need to move up the balanced status timing to to fix Harlequins at that time. They could have slapped a, you know, hey, they could have a couple point adjustments and been done with it. But they didn't. They just they'll wait till they're big things. And and I don't have a, and honestly, like I don't have a lot of faith in W 
you know, looking down the road far enough to, you know, it's like the same thing, like with the land, they, okay, armor contempt, yeah, that's going to help Marines out, power armor stuff, but they didn't, they didn't take the next step further. Okay. Does, does this change, massive change to the game need, does need, is this going to cause us to need to address anything else? Like that's just the next step down the road and GW didn't do that. So like my faith is still not very high in them as far as, you know, no man, I look back at, at what they were actually doing three and four years ago versus what they're doing now, and at least they're doing something. So it's well, but I mean, but years ago, you know, hey, came out two weeks after the book, you have your FQ. You know, at least you had like timelines on some of this stuff, and at least it was consistent. Like I didn't even realize it until I saw a thread yesterday or today. Somebody was asking, like, hey, when is the Eldar stuff going to get updated in the full index? And I guess that isn't that hasn't even happened yet, and it's been. Two months since the game out. Yeah. Vulcan still sold on a twenty-five millimeter. Well, I, that's something different, but uh, you know, they just they they the the stuff they can do on a computer and a PDF and update. They still haven't done a lot of that stuff. So we will see. I'm more I'm more optimistic than they am. So I just me too. I think we we write it the out. The word the word is upper. Oh. Oh, Luckily, his, his mic cut out for whatever because <laughs> it was it was too triggering, too triggering. No trigger warning. <laughs> that was actually uh, GW Big Brother was silencing yeah. you. Was it? They're they're listening. <laughs> he got zucked. That's funny. Please, I have seen how the sausage is made, and it's uh, it's not what you think. So. Uh, what if any nerfs do they need? We talked about the little bit. What's this? Uh, two times VC Walker, the two uh, the two times Venom Cannon Walker oh, that you can yeah. take right now. I, I think that's it. Should just be one. It's only sold with one. I think that's just an oversight. But until they FAQ it, that's easily a really good use of a HQ right now. Yeah. Uh, what new tools are being utilized? I don't know, man. I'm I'm still using old tools. <laughs> Just uh, hopefully eradicators and drop pod long fangs don't get killed before they they do some killing. My eradicators have been playing, have been doing really well, but I've been playing like super cagey with them and just trying to pick off, kind of fl- being pretty mischievous with them, hiding a lot of them most of the time. <laughs> Cal Cross said, "Bam, that's that's like a wife saying at least he apologized after hitting me." Dude, I have I've clearly said on this podcast multiple times that GW is an abusive relationship, and that we definitely go through the cycle of violence with them. So, it is what it is. It's like I wish I, I wish I wish I knew how to quit you when I look at my models. All right, you ain't done so, now. You ain't never gonna do it. Yeah, that's that's it. And here I am going to the GT states away next weekend with a. With Space Wolves Army, knowing what I'm getting myself into. So I'll probably have to hit up Sasser. Be like, Scott, talk me down. <laughs> Who are you going up there with? Uh, I'm, I'm rolling up to Chicago, and I'm going to hang with Root for the rest of the day. And then I guess Sherwin is rolling through Chicago later on and picking Matt and I up, and then we're going to Detroit from there. So – It'll be Root, Sherwin, and myself in a car. Is is Warriors not taking his Tesla? I think Warriors is going to Detroit, is he? I thought he was doing a bunch of shit this year. But I don't know. No, I don't think he's going to Detroit for some reason. 
So. Buggy just sold out, said, didn't it? Cameron said that uh, GW took a shit in my bed. <laughs> to get a page out of the Amber Heard book. <laughs> Amber Amber Turd. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Uh, so I don't know. I I think I have I have turned into mind when I when I built my list. I wanted stuff in there that can kill big bugs. And I'll probably need to get in a few games to let it sink into my head that okay, this shit needs fixed. But it's I'm just uh, I'm just gonna dance with the girl I brought to the dance and and hopefully we'll see a data data slate in a certain amount of time. So that's, I guess that's the shooting the against the shooting Marines feel really good. It's just all the mortal wounds that you, that doesn't is where it really hurts. But the shooting the nid shooting at the Marines I think are oh pretty okay into it's just rough mortal wounds, man. Yeah, nid shooting isn't great. It's their board presence plus their Mortal Wounds output is yeah. makes them good. Dude, there was some mid-table tryhard with three Maliceptors at the at the Washington uh, U.S. Open. So where, 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 where they land up? Not very high. So it was, I was like, okay. It was probably one of those that won their pod that Dan talked about that started out two oh, and two. Most, most assuredly, yeah. dude. And then, sure and then probably wrecked there. some low-tier pod because all the – the guys with their smorgasbord space marine list painted like crimson fist were in it, you know. So, let's <laughs> yeah. well, see. I don't know. We'll quit beat up on that. So, you guys, uh, if you give us feedback, let us know what you think. We'll try and answer it. We'll try and talk to it. So, uh, we'll get to the tail end of this gimmick. But the remember, we're part of the Grand Alliance, so uh, we're trying to help promote other podcasts. Remember, not everything is, you know, frontline gaming or art of war where we get all the prominent positions and all the prominent shout outs. So some of the small podcasts are getting together, trying to look out for each other, promote with each other. And so as always listen to TFT radio uh, with the LVO judges, um, listen to uh, God damn it. What's the Jeff pool? Alan Hernandez one. I'm a horrible representative here. Focus, Focus fire. fire. Yeah. Listen to them. You're semi-regular competitive podcast. I wrote semi-regular regular podcast. That's why I couldn't remember the fucking name. So, and uh, Alan knows uh, Dan Dan Salmon's five dollars every time he rips off Dojo time. So, <laughs> pot save the Imperium. Oh, there it is. Focus, focus more. Hey, on didn't you steal game. that from Trainer, anyways? Trainer move huh? doesn't count. We <laughs> <laughs> steal nothing from Trainer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, party at all points, hitting all things A to Sigmar. And uh, oh, we got Focus Fire on there as a list. I guess if I'd have read down, huh? Uh, so trying to listen to those other podcasts, give, uh, give the prompt, give, give, give the smart, smaller podcast some love out there. So, dude, when uh, that was the maddest I ever made Pablo when uh, Pablo was doing chapter approved for uh, Frontline Gaming, he asked me about how many downloads I had a week. And he, he laughed at me. And uh, I said, you know what? I said, at least my podcast was organically grown. My podcast wasn't built by, I'm friends with Reese. And, <laughs> and <laughs> Pablo gave me a look that that could kill. So I was like, huh, well, they a little close to home. Yeah, no, uh, truth hurts. I said, ain't nobody listening to this because you're ass. So, all right. So 2022. 20, Lord Marshall rankings. 
we have some shakeups because uh, there was a GT this weekend in Lord Marshall yeah. and then some, some misplacements. But uh, number 10, oh, let's do team rankings first. That's what we usually do. Number five for the team rankings is the Observance of Hermits. Number four is the Warhogs. Number three is Frozen North Gaming. A holding strong at number two is the Flying Monkeys. And at number one is the Outlanders still. As Dan sits back and waits with bated breath to, to hop back into the fray. Here goes, uh, here goes the top ten. Uh, Tim Royer's creeping up in the top 10. He must have an RTT or something. Uh, number nine, uh, falling down from, I think, six is uh, Kyle Thompson. Number eight, uh, Jeff Husser. I think he bumped up a couple spots. Number oh, seven, damn. look at that new name there, Mr. Matt fucking Neely at number seven. Right. Snuck yeah. up there. <laughs> you win a baby event and you jump into the top 10. That's yeah. what He'll be back on the podcast in six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number six, uh, Kyle fucking McCord. And uh, number five is uh, Bam Bam Hunter. Uh, number four, John and Delicate. Three is Delicate. And Delicate. Yes. I feel like every time I hear that, you fix me on that. I feel like that scene in Joe Dirt where he tries to say Dirt Day and Kid Rocks. Like, <laughs> Don't you try to up on Joe Dirt. Uh, number two is Cam Hawkins, and number one, sitting back letting us fight for the scraps, is uh, Dan fucking Sammons. So, still unlike what year two of his uh, his tyrannical reign. So, we'll see if we get any shakeups. We got some. We're kind of hitting the GT stride season. So, Let's see if there's any more comments in here. Cut out. Yeah, he's got to give me. Got to give. Uh, the king reasonably his castle. I'll come to you guys. <laughs> I'll come egg your house. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever read? Uh, do you guys ever read Conan? Like the the Robert E. Howard books? books? No, the actual Robert E. Howard books. No, There's some pretty good no stories, read. and what Dan just said reminds me. Of one of those stories is like uh, basically it's a King Conan story, and uh, he's been like he's he's gotten his kingdom, he's had his you know whatever, and he's wrapped up in the castle. And for whatever reason, he just starts sneaking out of the castle at night to like go fight bad guys, go kill the underworld people, and like makes friend with this lion. And so the next thing you know, like Conan's sneaking out of the castle at night, and this lion's waiting on him. They're going out and slaughtering bad guys, and then the king's <laughs> acting like oblivious. It's pretty good. If I can dig it out, I'll send it to you guys. But I used to when I was in the army and I get deployed, I used to read a lot of like uh, Louis L'Amour, uh, Robert E. Howard. I used to just dig the books and all the Forgotten Realms with uh with a with, uh, with Drizzy. We got sidetracked. I'll shut up. So it's all right. All right, guys. I'll be in Detroit this weekend. Motor City Mayhem with uh, Matt Root and Ben Sherwin. Um, I guess if Tim's there, we'll try to get a Tesla talk in at some point in time. I'm not sure he's going though. Uh, Dan, you got anything closing her out? Nope. It's full of energy. Matt? I uh, don't have anything. Just excited to be back on again. How's the saw basement? You, you get to get a rusty oh, axe. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm chained to the desk right now. I like, yeah, haven't lost too much. At a wall timer. So. Yes, <laughs> uh, congratulations on your DT win, man. I'm hey, glad to see you. you come out and, and get one in. So Yeah, for real, man. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to remind you I kicked the shit out of that list a couple weeks earlier. But anyways. <laughs> it was a <laughs> slightly true. different list, but same. it would have been the same outcome either way. <laughs> so, uh, Scott, anything in closing? No, man. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, good episode, guys. Uh, thanks for supporting the podcast. Uh, every Tuesday, 7.30, we'll try and tune in and get live. And a uh, huge shout-out to Scott for keeping us on track with show notes. I think he's helped tremendously. Uh, Matt, good seeing you here this week. Glad you're back on the podcast and actually playing games. And uh, Dan, thanks for the knowledge with the salt. It's, uh, it's appreciated. So, thanks for the prophecies, old yeah, boys. Prophecies, the, the toilet, the, the prophet on the toilet. So, hey, Bill, what's happening? <laughs> Come in just time for us to close out, man. So, be back next week. Uh, this episode will go live uh, everywhere. It can go live tomorrow. And also, we still have some tickets for Flying Monkey Con, www.flyingmonkeycon.com. Um, if you have not, uh, go get your tickets. And uh, I'm trying to think what other big events are coming up. I should have had that pulled up earlier because it was in the show notes. Midwest Cons, Bug Eater, and then Branson are the next ones. Okay. So make sure you're hitting those events. Uh, like I said, go check the Lord Marshall calendar. And uh, if you're looking for something to do in the Lord Marshall, we we got something for you. There's events all over the place in the Midwest. Uh, we are in a pretty good scene. Also, be looking at this October, um, speaking of representing the Midwest, I want to see all my people out at the U.S. Open for Kansas City. That's our home turf, man. We need to we need to probably make that. We need to be out that one, make that one the one that Art of War doesn't win. Like, that's supposed yes. to be all of us combined, you know, whether you're – you know, you're the cousin fuckers up at Fort Worth, Columbia, or Thus. the the fat hillbillies up in Omaha. <laughs> what, whatever you be, we need to be at that tournament, fucking united. Like uh, that needs to be somebody from home winning that sucker. So let's get out and do it. But uh, I love all you guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. All right, there. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>